Yo, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to episode six of our fantasy football podcast. We got another good one. Week four, uh, week four is in the books. Yeah, I, Nick just told me what week it was, and I forgot. Uh, week four is in the books. Our first uh, week kind of impacted with COVID-related postponements and uh, postponements, and it's looking like another uh, week of that's going to follow. That just seems to be our new norm nowadays. Uh, it's kind of crazy, guys, right? Um, having everything hang in the balance, not knowing who's going to play when, but I guess that's what we have to get used to. I mean, I'm not affected by it, so, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. still in. <laughs> not yet, not yet. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we got um, we got Steven here back, as you just heard him. Welcome back, Steven. What's up, guys? We got Nick, the undefeated uh, run, uh, champion, coming back. Yeah, just trying, up, to, trying to defend the throne, run it back. You already know. And uh, we got we got the cousins in here. We got uh, Al making his appearance. Welcome, Al, all the way from Cali. And we got Lou. What's going on, Lou? Welcome back. Yo, yo, streaking. Yep, streaking. Close. Okay. Well, I mean, you had a nice week. All right. So uh, before we get started, I just want to <laughs> add something—a new segment. I want to start off every. Uh, every uh, podcast with now moving forward is going to be the money tracker as we know that um, <laughs> highest uh, oh, God. highest point scored this year gets gets a prize so the top four teams in position for that leading off is Imran with 581 points we got Chris at number two with 552 points we got Nick coming in at three with 521 points and Sola at 494 so, uh, Nick, how you feeling in that third spot right now? You think you, you think you got a legit shot at that um, at that top spot for the money, or you think Imran's gonna run away with this or someone else? Um, no, I def I I mean, look, I'd be in a much better spot if I didn't lose my first round pick for for the last two weeks and going on three to four weeks. So I probably won't take the money spot because I'm still gonna be missing some players. But I'll I'll be in the playoffs. I'll be a contender. Most likely champion, you know, just you know, <laughs> season. Yeah, I had a good intro for this. If, if it was originally Phil, Steven, and now as our as the guests for this week, uh, you know, combine all their wins together, and you still have more than them, Gibbs. But, uh, <laughs> oh. Since, oh, since, since losing here, since losing here, if you combine winner over here, if you combine all of your wins, you still guys have one less win than me this season. Uh, I like it. I like yeah, it. That's, 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 that's good. That's good. But uh, yeah, let's let's uh let's move forward. And Al, you're making your your appearance here. Yeah. Um, let's let's just jump right into it. Let's just you know let's let's get it all out in the air. You uh, let's go back to week two. Dropped uh, 150 points on the practice squad. That's running back. 150 dollars. <laughs> I mean, um. You know, I'll just give you my my take how how I felt about it. I mean, I really do feel for you, man. I felt bad. Obviously, I mean, I was hoping that you didn't do that intentionally because, uh, you know, I would uh, be really scratching my head at, at you for that. But Loki um, he did. Loki, he did. <laughs> I mean, I was saying, man, I was like, yo, I hope uh, I hope he didn't really mean to do that. I wasn't sure uh, if. If your if your boy did that or what happened, but uh, I did feel bad for you, and I I was considering. Obviously, I wasn't gonna, I couldn't give you the full full amount back, but I considered giving you some money back, and uh, that thought was shot down immediately by multiple multiple people. No pity points, so man. No pity. I points. just I just wanted to know. <laughs> no, I'm I'm getting some pity points here, Stephen. <laughs> you know, I just want to let you know I feel for you, man. But what like what what exactly what went down there? Well. What happened with that? All right, so there's a lot. There's a lot that happened. Whoa, 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 whoa! Uh, did you just admit that? You did put that one I didn't even. Down? I didn't even realize. This is a no, no, no. This is a quick uh, guilty verdict. Listen, this is, not, <laughs> is this a deposition here, or is it, is it a podcast? I don't know. I, is it a, is this a deposition or a I'm podcast? Go ahead. What technically, I right did here. if it happened. So, I'm gonna. So, if I if I didn't do it, then I'd have my my money. So it happened, you know. But what I'm saying is, I was on the boat. I don't know. Honestly, I put I put down 
$10, and I didn't even know that I put it down for that running back. I thought I put it down for another Jets running back. Like, I think I tried to put it down for, like, Piran or some shit like that. Yeah, or some shit like that. So then right when I did that shit, we lost we lost connection because I'm on I'm on a two ten like on a cutter on a boat and we're like offshore and we're in and out and I was just bored I was on the flight deck I was just playing with fantasy because we had some uh, connection and all all right I'm gonna I'm gonna put some money here some money there but then the connection like disconnected so I'm like all right fuck it then I went in I went inside the boat like I went to <laughs> to like my birthing area where we sleep yeah the next day Lou's like Lou texts me and he's like I don't know if it was the next day. Or or what it was, but it was just I just remember, or or it was like the day of like when the waiver wire should appear, where it shows what everybody's done, and Lou was just like, "Yo, what the fuck? Why would you spend all your money on one player?" And I and I look at fantasy, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" And I was just like, "Fuck!" And then I was like, "Yo, it was a mistake." But then I had watch. I was fucking busy, so it's like I didn't really have time to be like to sit down and go in the group chat. Like, when you're on the boat, you Got can't you. really be – like, you could be I mean, on your phone, but most of the time you have to work. So, it's like – so, it's like I didn't really have time to sit down and be, like, explain myself until I, mean, I actually trend, got like, off the boat. Like, dropping 150, Then everybody was already talking shit player, by then. So, you know, it's all good. Where's the player? Yeah, he's just a trendsetter. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but honestly, that whole situation, I did not, I did, if, if, if I was off the boat, that would have never happened. Cause I would have been, I would have been able to, I would have been able to like, you know how like you yeah. go on fantasy and you do something and you'd be like, what the fuck did I just do? You, be, you get to go back and like fix shit. Like I would obviously fix that situation, but I didn't have a chance to do that. So that's how I felt about it. It wasn't like, it wasn't like I was out on shore and I was, I just did it, you know? Because that would have been, then I would have no excuse. But that was my excuse. I'm not asking for money. I mean, I, I don't mean, got, I don't you guys, got money to you guys usually that. leave that's, out that's the problem, some like. ways <laughs> that I could pick up. But it just, it just, so it just sucks. It money. sucks for those people that, that I had no running back. Because then it was like everybody's just, and and then we have like the yeah, running call back them out, holders. Al. Go ahead. Yeah. Call them out. <laughs> I had the running back holders that just had like seven running backs, and they're. Yeah, I had to call him out. I think it was Philip or somebody else. They had like seven running backs, and they're just all like, they're all just like, oh, I want my Devons, and I want. I'm just That's like, no, depth. man, fuck you guys. Right, fuck <laughs> just take all the running backs off waivers and then try to sell them. <laughs> what about uh, cousin shady, Lou? shady Lou's GM tactics? Yeah, that's how I felt about some it. running backs or something. Like, I mean, I think the transaction for him. If we kind of discussed LeBron about that uh, zero dollar minimum, I'll be more inclined to do it. But you know, I got to keep them dollars for now. <laughs> honestly, at this point, I think I'm fine with my running backs. I honestly knew that I was getting a lot of trade offers from people. And I was rejecting a lot of them, but I knew somebody was gonna give me a good offer eventually because I had, I had, a, I had like a few receivers that were valuable, so I knew I was. Nah, I mean, it just keeps getting better. Well, I didn't think it was gonna you. be this good. Was what Stephen gave me, but Stephen gave me, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was, it was definitely worth it. I mean, Mike Evans is up. I mean, All right. Somebody wants Mike well, Evans. Well, let's uh, let's good. jump into your offers, team then, since you're already talking about the trade with Stephen. Uh, last week was your best week. It was your best week you had so far in fantasy, and now you get um, you get those two running backs that you acquired from Steven and uh, James Robinson and Ronald Jones. Um, your team is looking solid. Like I said, you have you have your wide receivers in place. Now you got your running backs. Out of those two that you got from James Robinson, uh, out of those two between James Robinson and Ronald Jones. Who are you most excited about? Who do you think is going to be your biggest uh, impact running back for uh, moving forward? Honestly, I think it's going to be obviously James Robinson. I was really, I was really excited to get him because I know he's a he's the number one running back, and I was watching the Dolphins game, and I was like, damn, this dude's actually pretty nice. So I think he's in a he's in a. Did that just me? Out a lot. Ronald Jones is pretty good too, and since everybody's hurt on the Buck squad, okay. he'll probably get a lot of touches. So he just drops guys, a lot of uh, passes. What do you guys think, Nick? What do you? What do you? Who would you be most excited about? James Robinson. Other than that, I mean, Ronald I think Jones I have two pretty good that, uh, Ronald Jones kind of 
continues to lead the way and Fournette's not too much of a factor. Um, I mean, look, Fournette's been injury prone his whole career, so this is nothing new. Um, he's definitely going to be injured. Uh, the question is how long. And, you know, if his injuries come, like, you know, on and off, he's never really going to get a chance to mesh with the offense. And, like, it's just going to be Ronald Jones' backfield for the rest of the season. So, it's looking like that's what's going to happen here. Um, I just don't – I don't trust the Jacksonville Jaguars to be ahead in a lot of games. So, like, James Robinson's, like, game script to run for 150 yards is probably never going to get, like, called. Um, so I'd, I'd be more excited. They use him a lot. They they do, but I I don't know. I feel like, I feel like Minshew is going to want to throw the ball downfield. I, I, I'd be more excited about Ronald Jones because that offense can be explosive when like Godwin comes back. And so I, I'd be more excited about Ronald Jones, but it doesn't mean like I'm like sleeping on James Robinson. Noted, noted. How about you, Lou? What are you, uh, what are you most excited about with the Owls running back? Between James Robinson and Ronald Jones, who do you think has a better outlook? I would say Robinson. Just by going for his past performances. Because, okay. see, usually averages were like 15, car, 15 carries, four average. Let's see. I don't know yep. going to do this. He's around there. Um, averaging 15 points since he started, which is great for running back two. Oh, it's actually running back one. That's still good. But she says he has Mike Evans still. Wait, what the fuck? Well, he's averaging 19 uh, a game right now. So that's definitely pushing RB1 territory. The only problem might be is when those, um, I think there's a one running back or two running backs that have like COVID. It's sort of like IR. So I'm not sure that's going to affect him when he comes back. Yeah, that that is an interesting uh, a take. Because I think um, that running back was I, the starter first, right? It was, but they were excited about James Robinson. I think that that was one of the main reasons why they let Fournette go. How about you, Steve? These were your former running backs. Uh, who, if you still had them, whose outlook would you be uh, most excited about? I mean, Ronald Jones, right? Like, you know, I was talking a bunch of shit about Leonard Fournette last year. You know, he's injury prone. He's just like not the same runner as he was like in the first couple of years that he was in the league. So, I mean, the thing is, like, you know, before I made the trade, you know. Fournette was still somewhat healthy and McCoy was still there. So it was kind of like unfortunate that like all these guys went down after I accepted it. But yeah, I mean, Ronald Jones to me like looks like the best. I mean, I think he's going to get a lot more like red zone opportunities than James Robinson. And like, I mean, I decided to sell James Robinson high while I had the chance, like while Raquel Armstead and Devin Ozigbo was like um, ruled out like because of COVID or like whatever. I think when they got placed on IR, I think uh, Raquel Armstead was on IR. So but yeah, I think one of if, right. I mean, I don't I wouldn't be too worried. Even if they did come back, I think James Robinson will still be like the back to have. You know what I mean? He's still gonna be a stud there. It's just like it's kinda like what Nick said, you know, like I think if they get down, they're just gonna opt to throw down the field instead of checking it off to James Robinson. Like he could catch the ball, but yeah, I think John Ronald Jones is like the guy to have. But he got nine targets last week, even though he like caught like four. But I mean, he's playing right now and he's looking good, so I think Ronald Jones is, is pretty sweet right now. Yeah, he's looking pretty exposed to running that ball. Um, Al, any concern at all with those two Jacksonville running backs coming back? Do you think uh, are you worried about how that's going to impact James Robinson, or are you you uh, you feel you feel safe where he's uh, implementing himself on on top of that depth chart? Uh, no, I think I don't think he's he has his job is a job to lose. I mean, he'll he'll be there as a starting running back, as a three down back, regardless of who comes back. Obviously, just because he has so much success, so I'm not really worried about that. Um, I mean, we'll see. I just think I'm just excited to have him over Ronald Jones, just because I don't know. I just I just feel like he's gonna he's gonna have a lot of big games coming up. Uh, I like his schedule a little better yep. too. Uh, I feel like Houston, that's like a really – it's like a real – their defense has given up a lot on the ground, and they play the Lions. And, I mean, the, the Chargers are are pretty a pretty tough team, but, I mean, right. I'm not really scared. I think cool. I think, I think he'll, yeah, I no, think I think he'll have team, pretty I, good games I personally agree with you a bit. Up, so I, I like James Robinson a little bit more. That's what I'm mostly excited um, about. Jackson was high so, yeah. on him. 
from the beginning of the season. Uh, I think that was one of their main reasons why they felt confident in letting Fournette go because they, they wanted to see him along with the other running backs um, have have a bigger role. So I'm, I'm concerned about Ronald Jones in that backfield with Fournette. Uh, I think once Fournette is healthy, fully healthy, I, I know he's, he barely came into this game. It was it was doubtful, and he's active now, so that's why we're not really seeing him much. But I think when he's healthy, they will use him. And then they still have LaShawn McCoy back there adding They're into the mix. Watched, so. man. <laughs> they could be. Uh, that was just a sweet fucking deal for you. All and around. also <laughs> – and also, Chris, uh, what's his name? Chase Edmonds. I, I think that was a pretty good pickup, too, because I think Kenyon Drake. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll think, see what I happens. Think, he definitely underperforming. Uh, so before we move on, I got to know, Al, so was we'll there any other trades in the works for you that you could have potentially pulled the trigger? Or was this was this the the only clear move to oh, make I at the time this. for you? You got you got to spill the beans on this because I I gave up a bunch of stuff. I don't I don't know if I was supposed to, but I, I got to. What do you mean if there was if there was other trades in, in terms of like did somebody else want to trade with me or? Well, like was anything? I'm sure, like you said, you had a lot of trades, but anything that had any traction, like anything close to what Steven offered you? Uh, I wouldn't say they were close. I mean, Sola tried to rip me off. <laughs> that's that's not for me. All right, spill it. What what do you try to do? What do you try to pull from you? They try to pull what you did last year to fucking out LeBron, fucking Evans for Jameson Crowder. That's that was actually a very good deal. That how it turned out. You, I've I've always said I wanted to go back and and pull up the numbers. I'm gonna go pull when I have some time. I'm I gonna do. go pull up the numbers and show you guys. Yeah. Look, regard regardless of those numbers, like neither of you won. So like, was it really like a big deal? <laughs> No, but but in yeah, hindsight, no, no. in hindsight. It, it, but uh, honestly, that's the thing about fantasy. Like in real it, football, if somebody said you traded Jameson Crowder for Mike Evans, I'd smack you upside the head. Like, what's wrong with you? But in fantasy, <laughs> like you just you just never know. Like players are just gonna pop up on the top twenty receiver list. You're like, who is this guy? Yeah, that's oh, true. God. Yeah, no, it, it was a it was a deal. It was a good. It was it worked out to be a good deal. Um, I gave Al what he needed in a running back at the time and uh, a starting running back, and then I gave him a a really good. I think Crowder might have finished like top twenty-five those final yeah, we'll, quarter we'll of the season. That. Fine. All right, let's let's get to the the potential like trades that. Was, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll wrap it up. What what was the deal that Sola tried to rip you off with? Now I'm looking at it. He didn't really try to rip me off. Um, I told him that only Dalvin Cook was worth Mike Evans, and he wasn't willing to give up Dalvin. So I think he gave, he tried to give me Davis from the from the um. Panthers, which which isn't bad. Oh no, he was. But to I just feel like he's, he's. Yeah, he. I know, but I just. I'm just like he's temporary, so I'm not gonna like. Don't disrespect me. Yeah, know? no. Like, so so, so is trying receiver. to dump. So is trying to dump Mike Davis. If anybody wants him, uh, he's being on. He's on the trade block because he offered him to me too. So. Uh, Mike, yeah, he's Mike tr- Davis he's trying to dump just, him. He's just he's just throwing Mike Davis around like a. And also 90- and also the trade with oh Philip is the worst one though. <laughs> Philip tried to trade me fucking Joshua Kelly, and like I forgot oh, who Mike else, Evans. and I think Leonard <laughs> Fournette for Mike Evans. And I was just like, are you serious? <laughs> and I honestly thought he was just sending me that to see if I'll press it. I was just like. <laughs> Yeah, he was, he was probably ridiculous. hoping for that uh, <laughs> bad boat connection. That coming, bad coming, home, coming home late one night to the boat, you know, drunk, just seeing this trade, like, ah, fuck it, dude. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks, Al. Thank you for that. Um, we're going to move Yeah, for sure. on to Nick. Just for you guys that, uh, that don't know, Nick is actually currently en route in an RV, so that just shows his dedication here, man. But, uh... Let's get him while it's uh it's good connection and quiet. Uh, Nick, man, listen, you're four and zero. You're doing your thing. You're getting by without McCaffrey. Uh, I'm. We all know who you destroyed, but for that, for who who doesn't, you know, and hurt my ego. It was me. I only put up sixty one points. Damn. Um, but uh. <laughs> really to talk there. There's well, I mean, really talk I mean, look, let's, let's, I'm not going to sit let's... here and hype up my team. I'm just going to trash talk your team. So <laughs> Gibbs, Gibbs only had one player, Kyler Murray, scored double-digit points. Let me see, Everybody see. else on the roster. I would have had two. I would have had two if, yes, uh, if that that uh, cowboy player doesn't like taking people yes. uh, running back. Yes, that is very out. true. Nick Chubb probably would have had a 20-point day. But it's impressive that even though he left in the first quarter, 
that he still had a player score less than Nick Chubb in Brandon Cooks. Going on yeah, alert. That was, that was bad. That was that was bad. Listen, man. Yeah, Brandon Cooks has been extremely disappointing, but I have newfound hope. I'm hoping with the firing of Bill O'Brien, there's some uh, injection into his offense, and um, you know they could turn it around because Cooks actually ran the most routes, which is which is even what makes him more uh, even worse. He ran the most routes on that team and still had zero catches. Yeah. So yes, yes, Nick. I know you don't have to rub it in my face anymore, but I no, think I, I like I, I like your team's outlook right now, though, because honestly, like wow, you you turn around, you have now Justin Jefferson, you have Le'Veon Bell back. Now I know the Jets are terrible, but I mean, you know, if Le'Veon Bell gets you, you know, fifteen points. Like that's a that's a win. That's a win in my book. If I were you, I think that's realistic. I th- I think they're gonna they're they're in desperation mode. Um. They're going to do whatever they can to get some, you know, offense and wins on the board. And they're, they're depleted of weapons. It would only make sense that they utilize Le'Veon Bell. So, I'm, it's not a guarantee, as we know, anything with Gates. But let's see what I happens. Mean, and, and you know what? Like, look, looking on on the league, you know, there's three teams that are 0-4. There's two teams that are one and three. So what? Like you're so in, you're 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 right there. Give the top up. Half. Like you're you're scratching playoffs at one and three. Like you're not out of it. Like there's no, you know. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not out of it. But uh, you know, there are some good old four teams. Uh, Steven has really, you know, turned it around these know, past man. two weeks. Come on, like what? Um, like all the old four Phil... teams, like we're only two games away from like being into the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? So like. It's it's not over. Anybody who's like clapping and celebrating right now, they they better watch out for real. Yeah, right. Oh yeah, no, definitely. It's it's early. It is so it's early. early. It's like, early. <laughs> like, there's bad team. Like Luigi's playing too, and he's. I think I st- I think I still have more points scored for than now. Luigi. So that just says a you lot. You think right? about it. My team's yeah, for now. Them. But that we're talking about it now. They had, like I said in the power rankings, you have been increasing. Preach. I think your team is, uh, you know, looking up. But as of right now, like your team should be on four. Realistic. Honestly, oh, maybe one and three. If one Russell three Wilson wasn't on his MVP season stuff, I could have won two more games. I won against all. I won against Bastie. But he is on his MVP type season, Bullshit. so uh, that's you know that's what that's what it is. That's like saying you know if Chris Carson wasn't getting most of the touches in Seattle in that offense, we knew that. You know you wouldn't have even you would be on you would be. We knew it was gonna happen. Wait, hold up, but, uh, Let me ask you real quick. Who do you think is the, the toughest? Who is your best receiver that you think you got in your squad right now? You think it's Ty? Make a trade. Oh me? Yeah, you. Oh, uh, you. You're, um, your wide receiver core looking thin. Yeah, Cooks, Gage, it is as Justin of right Jefferson. Now. Um, like right would you now, trade Ty? Yeah, Ty is on the block. Every, <laughs> about to make this everyone, right now. Everyone's on the block for me as long as the, <laughs> the deal is good. Um, right. there's no untouchable per se. Uh, you know, like Kyler Murray's on the block. Um, if the deal's right. Uh, I would have to go with Justin Jefferson. I'm excited about his outlook. Um, he's going to get the targets uh, next to Thielen, and uh, he's an explosive playmaker. So, uh, I, you know, it's sad to say that he's my um, most enticing wide receiving piece But as a rookie, but that's how it is. Uh, you know, Debo, Debo is interesting. Gage is going to be interesting with Julio coming back. You know, hopefully Brandon Cooks, like I said, could turn it around and T.Y. could find a way. But um, right now, it's I got to go with Justin Jefferson. All right. So, so let me ask you, let me ask you, Gibbs, how are you feeling about your matchup with Phil this week? You you think you can you think you can pull it out without Chubb? You think you think you got enough oh, to pause? No, absolutely. I definitely think. Listen, I just need to put up about maybe like 120, which is realistic. I got a good matchup with Kyler Murray, um, and uh, Miles Sanders has a. Actually, Miles Sanders has a tough matchup, but um, there's some good matchups on uh, Justin Jefferson's going against Seattle. Uh, Russell Gage might be playing as a number two without Julio, some more targets. So I think it's possible. I definitely think it's possible. I just need, I just need to put up more than 120. Uh, that should be more than enough to beat Phil, as he usually averages like 110, 115. So I'm confident. Yeah, I think it's but, close. Uh, it's close. Yeah, I think so too. Nick, uh, let's turn to you now. I want to know your your take on your outlook here. You made a nice acquisition obtaining Justin Jackson, who you're already starting. So realistically, what are your expectations for him as your RB2? And how do you feel starting him right out the bat? Like, what's your confidence level uh, 
for this week's performance on a scale of one to ten? Pretty confident. Um, you know, the Chargers got first off, Justin Herbert looks phenomenal. Um, a lot of teams are gonna be kicking good. themselves on passing on him. Cause honestly, that was your boy, I remember from two years ago. Yeah, no, I love Justin Herbert in college. He was nice. Um and like you know, I obviously didn't think he would be this good this quick, but he's already shown a lot of signs of being a really talented quarterback. Um they're going to New Orleans this weekend. And you know how Drew Brees, even without Michael Thomas, likes to put up points in the Superdome. So they're going to have to play catch-up or they're going to have to play a shootout. And either way, I'm looking at both running backs, Justin Jackson and Joshua Kelly, to both get targets and both potentially put up big numbers. Hopefully, you know, Justin Jackson puts up bigger numbers. But, you know, it's, it's a pickup I made halfway through the season. Like I said, he's he's temporary because you know Eckler's not done for the season, so he'll come back. It's really just you know, like I said, buying time till CMC can come back. Yeah, you know, Soul is trying to dump Mike Davis on me because you know we roasted him in the last podcast about the trade, about how he traded for a temporary <laughs> player, and now he's getting he's sweating. He's like, damn, like he's right. Like I only got Mike Davis for another week or two, and then he's useless. So who's uh who's uh solo targeting from you for Mike Davis? He's trying to get one of my receivers. He's trying to get Metcalf or uh, Johnson for his uh, two. He, I'll tell you word for word what I said to him. He goes, "How would you do for Deontay Johnson straight up?" And I said, "No." And he said, "How about Mike Davis and Sterling Shepard for DK Metcalf?" And I said, "Oh my god!" I said, "I would rather have an empty bench slot than put a Giants receiver on my roster." Wait for it. (laughs) Quote me on that, because Solo will tell you I said those words exactly. But yeah, Well, no. Lou's hoping you're wrong, because Lou has Tate. He's banking on that. Yeah, I mean, right now, honestly, my biggest concern is more DJ Moore. Like, he's he is very lackluster. He is uh, not performing anywhere near where he should be, and I know without CMC, that offense is kind of like still trying to figure something out, but... You know, I'm, I'm, I'm still wow. happy about my team. No, no real complaints, just, you know... Need my star players to step up a little bit. All right, um, Al, what do you what do you think about Justin Jackson's uh, outlook? Do you think uh, would you feel confident starting him this week, or do you think uh, he's more of a wait wait and see kind of approach? Uh, Justin Jackson starting, I don't know about that because he's a number two back, you know, and he's he's coming. It's not like I don't know. I just I just feel like you have to start him if you have no choice. But he yeah, had it's risky. For yeah, sure. you start him if you have no choice, obviously. But I mean, if I had a choice, I wouldn't. <laughs> if I had somebody, I feel like I could. I mean, do, say, I could do better. You say he's an RB two, but like he had eight touches and he didn't even play for the first like quarter and a half, maybe two quarters before Eckler went down. So like eight touches and like a target like or two in a half a game. That's that's pretty good outlook for a running back too. But what is he? Uh, what's isn't there a, a running back in front of him? That I forgot pass. Yeah, jo- Joshua Kelly. Right. I mean, who will be the presumed starter? If he fumbles again, then you're in good shape because they're gonna bench his ass. But <laughs> if not, if he if he if he doesn't show if he shows production next game, I mean, you're probably it's probably gonna be one of your players on your roster that has a low scoring game. I mean, you have a pretty good roster, so you have space to you have a, you know you have. A chance. I don't know who your matchup is, but you have a you have room to work, you know, in terms of points. It looks like so. Just, I mean, if he it's a boomer bust with him, in my opinion. Okay, uh, Steve, what do you think? On Justin Jackson, yeah. Would you feel confident starting uh, him this week, or would you would you wait? Yeah, man. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, Nick's got no choice. You know what I mean? I think he was a good pickup. You know, I, I would feel all right. You know, I think he could try to squeeze by. So, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't really know how that's going to shake out. Uh, well, I mean, it's not a definite no choice. He could do his, uh, you know, his plan, plan A when uh, Singletarian yeah. lost. Nah, that's that's not a good idea. <laughs> okay, so you, that's you would do the same idea. thing. Yeah, Justin Jackson. I would start Justin. Jackson. What's your outlook on Jackson? Justin Jackson, though? I mean, Justin Jackson could take over. As the RB one over there. I mean, uh, I know there was another popular pickup for this week, and it was like a lot of people were high on Dearness Johnson. Uh, did he go for fifty? He went for fifty. He went for fifty. Yes, yeah, I would have went for Justin. Like, I would have dropped fifty dollars for Justin Jackson just 
Like, I feel like he's just got more opportunity than Dearness Johnson. So, yeah, I feel all right. I think Nick's okay. I think he'll be all right for this week. All right, cool. Lou, what, uh, what are your thoughts on Justin Jackson? I think depending on what you're expecting, um, if you're trying to get him with, like, 12, 15 points, I don't think he's going to get that. Maybe, like, nine-ish. But with Nick's team, he could overcome that yeah, either way. Needs- I don't know who he's facing, but I wouldn't, if he gets someone, like, 15 points, that's a great game. It's something you wouldn't expect. Do you think? Well, he needs a touchdown. Do you think his outlook is potentially better than Joshua Kelly moving forward uh, while Eckler's out? I mean, there's an opportunity for him to overtake. um, I mean, there's an opportunity, but it had to be this game because I think this game will decide who's uh, number one and number two. Even though Joshua uh, Joshua has a better start or better chance. I don't know about maybe. Maybe. You, I mean, you could be right. I, guess, I think the, the leash will be a little I, I don't, I guess it depends on how much the coach goes by the depth chart. Because some coaches don't really care as much. as like who's one and who's two. But I guess others do. Yeah. Look, I mean, yep. I, I don't think this is a do-or-die game for either of the running backs on the Chargers. Because Eckler is, you know, definitively better than both of them. And Joshua Kelly was still getting carries. The only reason Justin Jackson lost the RB2 role to start the season was because he has a quad injury to start week one. So, That's true. I used to have. If you're splitting from Eckler, like obviously the Chargers want to split their carries. They don't want to just throw it all in one back. So yep. same thing with like the Browns. Like Dearness Johnson is going to get touches. Going to get ten touches because they don't want to burden your running back one with all those carries. So it's like both those running backs on both teams will see carries. You know, it's just what they do with that opportunity is what's going to come up with it. We just need to talk a bunch of shit about Joshua Kelly so Phil can stop selling him to people for like really garbage trades. <laughs> <laughs> Phil's trying to sell high. Phil's supposed to be on this podcast, but <laughs> my dude's uh, my dude's bowling a a, a one hundred and ten right now. Um, so because I, I don't think I've ever seen him bowl over that. Right, right, uh, Lou. Now, honestly, around the nineties, I would say. I think those were his highs. Oh, <laughs> now, well, actually, so, Nick. So Nick, now Nick we got, now that we got Lou in the chat too. So Lou was on the bowling team too with me and Phil. And now, now Lou was on the practice squad. And Phil was on the Sometimes. squad. Slash, slash JV squad. You know, squads don't mean shit. Uh, but I'll tell you right now, both of them, if they broke 120 on a good – it is a good day for either of them breaking 120 during the season. Can I get a cap in the chat right now? <laughs> <laughs> so you were on the practice squad, Lou, huh? Nah, it was, it was Did anyone ever drop one – did anyone ever drop 150 on you for being a practice squad player or no? What do you mean? <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, that's... Um, I'm going I'm to I'm highlight our match. Just poking some play. fun, that's man. Just poking some fun. Um, all, right, all right, Nick. Well, listen, man. Like I said, you're priming yourself in a great position. You're 4-0. You won your two games losing CMC. Uh, I, I can't get anything better, any better. Before I move on from you, though, I'm seeing Lamar Jackson pop up on the injury report. Uh, they're saying a, a minor knee, a minor knee um, concern. Are, are you any um, concerned so about that? I've been that? looking into the reports, too. Apparently, the knee was kind of like meh. It wasn't really like a big thing. It was more he had a stomachache is what I was hearing. Well, I'm hearing the stomach ache is today. I'm hearing yesterday with the I, knee. I'm hearing the knee really wasn't that big of a deal. I, I've been hearing his sit-out is precautionary. Um, I mean, look, he, if he's got COVID, he's got COVID. I got Jared Goff on the bench, who's been really good. Obviously not against the Giants, because the Giants decided to play defense last week. I lost in my other league, because I sat Tom Brady for Jared Goff against the Giants. Uh, you know, <laughs> I know how that feels. So that was a bad, bad move on my part, but, you know, like – I think I'll be all right. You know, Lamar will be fine. You know, like I said, Harbaugh said his knee is nothing to worry about. It's just precautionary. So, no worries over here on my end. All right. Cool. Um, Steve, man. Yo, it's been a rough last two weeks for you, bro. You've been putting up some beautiful numbers fantasy-wise, but you just can't get that win. that You dropped 150. You weren't on last week. Um, yep. So we didn't really get to talk about it as much, but you dropped 150, and unfortunately he faced a high-scoring player in Imran, and then you came back this week and you dropped um, 130 something. Uh, so like you're still you're still not in the win column, uh, but your outlook is looking nice. Uh, not much really to talk about last week. I mean, you could have made a couple. You know, while we're on the topic, if you could have made not not knowing what happened now. If this was Saturday, Sunday morning, what were you on the 
on the verge of making any other lineup decisions or this was the lineup you were going in the whole time? Um, yeah, I mean, no, nah, I wouldn't have changed anything. If you're talking about sitting Stafford for Brady because Brady, like, outscored or had a big day, um, I don't think I would have done it. Like, I'm pretty happy. Like, I think Stafford was, like, a no-brainer start. Like, you just had to start. You had to start him, like, with um, the Saints' top two corners being out and everything and with getting Galladay back. So, everything was looking good for Stafford. I don't think I would have changed anything. I'm, I'm trying to look back at who else I would have potentially maybe switched. But I think I, I was pretty happy with my start. It is what it is, you know. Imran just got the better of me that week. I mean, Kamara went off, so... Um, yeah, nothing I would really change. Nothing I could really do. That's just how fantasy goes. Yep, and I mean, it got it had to hurt having uh, your own players oh. that you had three days before oh, that beat yeah, yeah, you yeah, this, well, week, this week. I, I think so much. Yeah, Mike Davis fucking all. You know what I mean? I mean, that's part of the reason why we made that trade so that Mike Davis could really, you know, pull, you know, pull out the win for him. You know, even if, even though he was trading Galladay. And the week that I decided to trade McLaurin is the week that he decided to ball out against a Ravens defense. So that was really surprising. Like, I really thought that Galladay for sure would have outscored um, McLaurin with uh, Marshall and Lattimore ruled out. So it was really surprising, really surprising that I couldn't pull out the win last week. But, yeah, just a lot of a lot of tough things. But... I'm waiting till next week to, so that I can start all my studs. So I'm really looking forward to that. I just gotta like try to survive this week, otherwise. It's gonna okay, uh, Nick, you have something? Yeah, to add I on? mean, so, but I will say that before the week start, or before the game started on Sunday, me and Stephen were talking about DFS, and I told him that Jonathan Taylor was gonna have a bad week, yet he left him <laughs> in the lineup. So, I mean, like, really, what do you want me be- to do? Really should be listening to me a little more, but it's okay. It's okay. Uh, let me let me ask you. It's not about do you regret trading? Because honestly, like your trades, like everyone's been getting value. You've been getting value back. Everyone that gets your, your players is getting value out of them. The question is, do you regret Julio Jones being drafted at this point? Um, you know, I think that's kind of what you get when you draft Julio Jones. Like every year, he kind of has like a hammy issue. So. Do I regret it? Yeah. Actually, you know, I'm going to say yeah, because I could have grabbed Miles Sanders. Like, that was my boy from, like, you know, the offseason. I should have just went RB, like a typical strat uh, that everyone was going with coming into the season. But I didn't. I wanted to just be a little bit different. wanted to just, like, you know, have some fun with it. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's not like Julio's done for the year. I'm probably going to be able to use him, like, towards the end. And he has a nice schedule, I believe, towards the end of the season. Well, they haven't even ruled him out. Yeah, I mean, he's probably week. not going to play this week, but it's like I don't think it's going to be that long. I think if it's, he's it's, out, it's not about, it's not about the weeks. injury, Gabron. It's about his, his his just points. Like he's just the last two weeks just super no, lackluster. No. I know, I know. I was just because uh, he was talking about the injury standpoint. I just wanted to add that on. Yeah, I mean, he's got a couple of nice matchups uh, in the season. I mean, if if he were to be healthy this week, then he'd get to play Carolina twice, which would have been really nice. And that was kind of something that was kind of part of the reason why I wanted to play or, you know, draft Julio was that he was going to play. That division is just going to be like a really high uh, throwing, you know, division. So just like a lot of opportunity for Julio to eat. But like who knew like Calvin really was going to be a beast. And like Russell Gates, like coming on, yeah. like coming up and everything. So it is what it is. I'm not, I'm not too worried. I just, you know, I got a B squad. I think uh, I think I could squeeze into playoffs. So, yeah, it's definitely early. Um, like like we mentioned, I, I my question is similar to Nick. I'm gonna piggyback off that same type of topic. Um, looking forward, I know you weren't too happy uh, last week with uh, Jonathan Taylor's usage. So, what's more concerning concerning for you, his usage or um, Julio's hammy? Uh, definitely Jonathan Taylor's usage, man. Like, um, yeah, it was so weird that I thought I played a lot of Jonathan Taylor in DFS week three when he played against the Jets. And like, even though they blew out the Jets, like he was not on the field and he's just been getting used less in the receiving game. Like they just don't throw him the ball and they threw Jonathan Wilkins in there. I think his name is Jonathan Wilkins. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. So I I don't really know. Like I'm still optimistic. I don't I don't really know. I'm kind of like I'm starting to think Jonathan Taylor's like more of like a Ronald Jones. You know what I mean? He's just gonna give. He's gonna get like the early down work and just give up pass catching duties to Hines. Like Hines is good, you know. So I'm kind of kind of disappointed about that. Um, but we'll see. Like he's got a nice schedule after this week, so you know we'll just see what happens. Okay. What about uh? What about you, Al? Um, what is uh? What's your outlook if uh, you were in Steven's position? Are you more worried about uh, how Jonathan Taylor's kind of trending? Or are you more concerned about Julio Jones and his injury and his potential, you know, at least mid to sh- at least short term injury? Um, I'd probably be more concerned about Julio just because, yeah. I mean, you need Julio to have big games for you to, you know, separate yourself in terms of wins and losses. Uh, especially when you have closed games and it's like your receivers are dropping like less than 15 points. Like Julio could be the guy when healthy to give you 30 points, 40 points. So kind of kind of sucks that he's hurt and you got to put him on the bench. But okay, I mean, I'd be more concerned with Julio. I really would. Um, if you were not just hoping that he comes back draft, healthy and you have give you some wins, Julio or Miles Sanders. I would have taken. I would have taken Julio. I mean, obviously, just because. I mean, it's Julio Jones. I mean, in that position, you want to take Julio, but at the same time, in fantasy football knowledge, you you got to go with the running backs, especially this year. So, I don't know. I probably would have taken Julio, right, but cool. I would inside of that. Like, how about like, how about um, you, Luke? I hear you tapping away in your keyboard over there. I don't mean to interrupt you, you know, or anything. But <laughs> what are you? I'll be more concerned about man. Jonathan Taylor because Julio's gonna come back. So if Taylor's role gets changed. That's not gonna. That's gonna be permanent. Plus, yeah. with with um Steven giving away, according to him, one of his forty point players in Tyree Kill, how could he make that up if his running back all of a sudden gets less usage, and now he has like a running back two as a running back one, and his yep. other running back is like almost a running back three, honestly. So then, can his other can I mean Julio can maybe make that up, but I'm not sure if he can win like that. Did uh did you like that trade that he made um for uh? Trading Tyreek away for I remember the trade. What was it? Let's see. It was essentially he traded Tyreek Hill. Um, <laughs> dude, it was. Dude, nah, it was you traded Tyreek. I mean, oh a lot of people were saying that I won the trade. You what? I mean, actually, I, I mean, look, look. If we, if you go back to the podcast, why would you trade away Tyreek Hill, man? I said that Phil won this trade. Because you don't take away the best quarterback's favorite Never. receiver. So right now, if you have Lockett, Metcalf, Hill, Kelsey, I wouldn't trade them away for the world. They're the best two quarterbacks in the league, and they yeah. love those targets. Like they're gonna always get points. Like that's it was consistency close. and upside. Like that's there's no too good. There's no way you could have really known. Like it, it's it's a close trade. I'm, I'm gonna say it was a fair trade. So like, and it was a big trade. So you know, I'm I'm just gonna. I was surprised by that. I'm probably gonna He's... go down with the biggest trade for the season. So. So Wait, uh, who'd, you, got who'd you get? Tom Brady. Who'd you get? Like, for Tom Tyree Brady. Tom Brady didn't really but, uh, matter. Let's. I mean, you say <laughs> you say that now, got... but if Jonathan Taylor popped off for thirty, you 30 points wrong, against man. the Jets, then everybody would be saying something completely different right now. Like, That's a big what if. Like, JT's got a nice schedule coming up. I wouldn't be saying anything so, different, bro. He was true, the Jets. True, you, but... you expect 30 points against the Jets. Anything less yeah, is a fucking bad day. True, yeah. I mean, they scored, like, two pick sixes. So, like, the, Jonathan Taylor didn't really need to do anything. Like you said, you know, tough Bears defense last week. You know, maybe things will change against this week, uh, against the Browns this week. So, I'm not giving up. I still think it's fine. You know, like, we, we just don't know if it's a good trade. You could look at, like, after one week and say, oh, yeah, you fucked up, this and that, this and that. But honestly, it's, it's, it's a, it was a fair trade. So, Al, because um, you're looking at this and um, at this point of view, it, Stephen was in a similar predicament with, like, you, where he needed some running back depth. 
So now that you know that he was his his best running back at that time, at, was um, James Robinson, and then he had uh, Ronald Jones, who was putting at the time with a healthy Fournette. So now with that information, does that change your your point of view well, for this trade, or do you still think it was it was bad? Honestly. Honestly, I would, I would have never, because you had, you had Ronald Jones and you had, um, Robinson. I mean, I don't understand. I feel like, I feel like you wanted a lot of running back depth, but I feel like you gave way too good of a player nah, for that. Nah, I just that. watched. JT is you like, you could have probably like, saved your waiver wire money and got something similar, like twenty points level as like where Ronald Jones and like James Robinson were ranked, like. JT was, like, fucking – he could be, like, a top five RB at the end of the season. Like, we've only seen him, like, wow. two games after I've traded him. You know what I'm saying? You don't know, like, the work he's going to get. I'm sure, like, later in the season, especially, he could pick up the work. He could pick up more work. So, I, I just don't think – it's not fair to say that. Especially, look, you could say that now. But Ronald Jones was, like, running behind Fournette or with Fournette and McCoy. You know, James Robinson, you know, maybe those two backs come back and they eat into his work. So, I sold high on those two guys to get a tight end one. You know what I mean? So and that for you, you got after McCoy went down. So it's looking, you know. Yeah, you should be happy that that trade went down now. Oh no, I'm happy that trade went down. I'm talking about the the, the Tyree Kill trade. I don't think that was it wasn't. I, think... I, I would have done Jonathan Taylor. That was, that was just like throwing. I don't think that trade for a quarterback. Tom Brady did not. Wow. Unless I felt like I really yeah, needed like, a quarterback. That, that's how that even it was. Like these are two top ten players. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, man. Yeah, you can't. You can't look at. Previous stats. How is he a top ten? I mean, I'm looking at his stats. I mean, yeah, he I get that. 13, but you, can't, eight, you can't look at previous and, stats and fourteen. And I mean, measure that for James, like outlook. James you know Robinson I mean? like, has dropped more a fair assessment, him. right? But how like, far can you game. do the outlook? What happened? How far can you realistically do the outlook though? Because during the season, things change. Players but get that's hurt. How it works. That's what I'm saying. So you can't look <laughs> at past results. You don't that's look how at last works, year's man. results and say, "Oh, Fournette had." You know, 100 targets last year. That's what he's going to do again this year. It's just that's not, not how football looks like. Football is just like a high variance game. So, like. I mean, I, I look at it as I matchups. Mean, you know, JT's I mean, like projected he's to have playing like Cleveland like next, and then he's going to play Cincinnati. Those are like pretty those two, two pretty good run like defense teams, run in my opinion. So. so, again, if he gets. He's got. He got. That isn't bad. You know, he had a bad game. All right, but let's I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Nick, is that Nick? I, uh, I we can't yes, hear you too much. I do want to input. Uh, uh, who, was, who was talking? Was Whoever Steven? was talking, we can hear you. So if you want to finish up here. All right, Steve, if you want to finish up. Uh, yeah, again, you were saying, not I think we can hear you better now. Players like future. Like outlook just by just strictly looking at his past performances, like that's just not how football works. Well, yeah, I mean, no. that's what coaches do. Of course, of course, we're not okay. looking at that, but I want you to. I don't know if you watch like pressers of coaches and stuff like that, but, but I I've mean, been watching Matt Nett. You're going in and out. I can't hear him now. Figure out like, what his situation is um, for Wilder League. Yeah. At, yeah, Nick, you were, we're losing you a bit. Um, so, are you? Can, can you hear us? Are you there? Yeah, start again. Yeah, I lost. Yeah, I can hear you. I lost. Yeah, the bar, you're so better now. Go ahead. Me? All right. Yeah. So, so Matt Nagy talked about how their game plan coming into it was Philip Rivers' arm has not been looking fantastic at, by any means, and uh, they said their game plan was to just kind of hold the run down stack the box a little more and kind of just like disguise some blitzes and you know that's it, it worked in a sense like I know the Colts won because the Bears offense couldn't do anything I don't know I like that yep. again yeah. yeah can you guys still hear me yeah so yeah okay. pretty much uh, okay okay yeah so 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 the Bears offense couldn't get anything going that's the reason they lost they put up like three or six points maybe nine three field goals something like that so like teams are going to start like realizing Philip Rivers' arm is not that, and they're going to start to focus on the run game. And it's going to, 
obviously you know, a good running back can get past that, but it's just not a super good outlook on that aspect. But we'll see. I mean, look, he's a rookie, and Colts O-line is really good. So obviously the, the chance and upside is there, but yeah, no, nothing's guaranteed. But I mean, that uh, the, the the ceiling is still is high for JT. Um, Lou, you were you were you were leading this off and didn't really get to finish. Um, what, no, I was saying that you, there's only you a certain um, a certain couple of games you can really predict somebody I look on, and then after if a player's not doing well, or let's say say you think the player could do well near the end of the season, but he's not doing well in the middle, the coach can make a decision to bench him, and that whole outlook has changed for you. Whoa, there's no chance JT's getting benched. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. There's no, there's no world. I mean, where JT's gonna get benched. Not fully benched, but he can lose touches, maybe get injured. So I say you, like, you can only go so far in an outlook. I don't think you can really go like to week ten or something. Maybe like two or three weeks at a time. So Lou, you think there's a strong? You think you're leaning more that JT's gonna lose touches I mean, as, if, as you go to the season? I'm not you're, like you're not Stevenson that high. Is a top five um, running back. That's a little extreme. I would say what like around ten. I don't know. I would say around like ten, like top ten, like around like twelve ish. Because so far, and uh, so with that, with that, don't you you don't think? uh, Well, according to Stephen, told me that Terry Kill was a possible forty point game player. So that's why I was really surprised he (laughs) traded him. But I saw those forty points were coming. Oh, um, compared to last year, at least I thought he would try and keep him for the whole year. But yeah, like like I mentioned before, I was surprised about that too. Touches, but bottom line, what do you, what where where are you heading with there? You you would have kept Terry Kill, but I was saying the house people were saying if you look at his future games, I was just saying you can't go too far in the future. Which is, uh, everyone has a different outlook and um, how they analyze stuff. Um, I think Steven is uh, banking on the, the workload and opportunity there. I mean, everyone was high on JT coming into the year. Everyone was just, it was a matter of time when he took, overtook Marlon Mack, and Marlon Mack went down game one. So I think we're going to be seeing a lot of uh, J, uh, JT. Um, uh, just Nick, anything just, you, know, you want to add on here? Obviously, like you know, Lou saying you know JT a top twelve back. That's a that's a fair spot to put him like where his potential is. He'll break the top ten if he has the year that everyone expected him to have. Um, well, now that Marlon Mack's down, obviously not with Marlon Mack there, his touches will be limited. Um, but you know, Tyree Kill over the last two years, um, barring injuries and whatnot, like he was inconsistent. Uh, but so far this season, he's been very consistent, which is very unlike what he's been the last two years. And, you know, if he gave this consistency and then also had his 40-point games, which he does have, like, that puts him, like, borderline top five. Honestly, like, those those numbers, like, right now, I think he hasn't dropped under 15. Like, and, you know, and you know 20 to 25 in two weeks. So, like, he's... His consistency has been what's really surprised me this season for him, and that's, like, got me, like, really high on him. But, like I said, Patrick Mahomes, best quarterback in the league. Well, okay, Russell Wilson's playing a better football right now, but Patrick Mahomes is a better talent than Russell Wilson. But Russell Wilson's a better player at the moment. Um, You know what what I want to say. Lou's just upset, but it's okay. But, yeah, no, I mean, look, the, the top three quarterbacks in the NFL – Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. You heard it here first. Ooh, that is true. That, that, that's hard. That's hard to. Uh, that's hard to beat. All right, Lou. Before you. Uh, before you have a heart attack over here, let's talk about you. Let's. You had. You had your best mm-hmm. week of the season, dropping 131 points. Um. You know, you always want to respect in your name, but you never really had any outings to put any respect on wow. your name. Like you, you didn't deserve any any respect at all. So this was uh, this, this is a yeah, this was a coming out party for you. This is now now you could you know put some respect on your name. You finally you only broke a hundred points last week for the first time, and that was barely barely breaking hundred points. So this is a uh, this is a good week for you. You had you know Chris Carson's been your foundation piece the whole year that there's no surprise there i know i know you had to be uh happy that that injury wasn't as bad as it seemed but uh Gurley 
came through with two touchdowns for you. That had to be that had to be reassuring. What what what's your outlook for Gurley? You think he's gonna build upon this, or do you think his his outlook is kind of more in like the twelve? I'll say more in the twelve to fifteen range. Maybe like get a couple games where it's one or two touchdowns. But I wouldn't expect too much because in that same game, really had no catches. Surprisingly, I think the whole Falcons offense wasn't doing that well, except for Gurley. So I don't know if that. I don't know if they're gonna focus on Gurley like they should, but I don't think they will. Okay. Um, you should be getting Michael Thomas back, uh, hopefully this week. That's going to be a major boost for you. So now we'll really see what this team is made about. But um, listen, you got oh, two. Lord. You're kind of banking on two giant players, and you have I, I uh, Drew Brees as your QB. So what's more concerning for you right Thomas now? Since coming back, I expect Drew Brees to do better. But I'm going to wait till next week. So that's why I picked up Teddy Bridgewater. I'm gonna start him this week, and then hopefully. Depending on Tate and Ingram, my squad should have a great week. And if not, I'm probably going to drop both of them. We'll just Tate. I'm uh, definitely going to drop Tate, Tate if he doesn't have at least 15 against the Cowboys defense. So, uh, you right now, your giant position player is the biggest Because Danny Dimes, as they call him, hasn't been Danny Dimes. But compared to what people have been doing to the Cowboys defense these past couple weeks... I think I should expect something close to that. True. Okay. Steven, what, uh, you think there's any hope for his uh, Giants uh, wide I'm receiver and really tight end there? I'm not a golden take guy. Just because, uh, yeah, like he he just runs too close to the line of scrimmage. He doesn't run downfield. So, like, he, like he's just not, his, like, feeling is so low. I mean, he, yeah, the best he can get you maybe is, like, a 15-point game. Maybe that, I'm good with if that. He catch, I'm if hoping he for a touchdown. 15. You know, like, I, I just – I'm not – I wouldn't be too excited about playing Tate, that's all. Oh, by the way, big news. If Michael Thomas has a big okay. game, no um, training block, guys, so. All right. All right, you guys heard it here first. What about you, Al? If you were in uh, your cousin's position, how would you be feeling about those two giant uh, players? You think would you uh would you have cut Tate already, or are you or would you have started Tate and Ingram this week? <laughs> um, my my opinion on Giants players is that. I would want them off my roster as soon as possible. Honestly, when uh Freeman. when Stephen said <laughs> he wanted uh forgot the running back I had Freeman I I would have gave it to him for free. Dude. I mean, I wanted him off my roster. I, I mean, I don't trust Listen, the Giants at all. Nah, Davis got nah, I don't even, um. Honestly, COVID, Louis, so I don't even done. know why you have those players. <laughs> like, you can do better, man. Like, you can, you can do better than that. Like, I would, I would I rather, going to instead of Golden Tate, I'd rather take a risk on somebody that like had a good game and might have another good game than just put Tate in again because. I mean, they're going to uh, go out there. I mean, maybe uh, they'll have a good game because it's the Cowboys. Well, Cowboys team so. seems to like if I could have, I would have picked the Cowboys. Defense so. trash. I don't know. After this week, after this week, you should definitely get rid of them. How about you, Nick? Do you think uh, Lou's giving uh, too, much, uh, too much rope to Golden Tate and Evan Ingram? Um, or do you still have, so I'm going to uh, take this more to a, a, a real football aspect. Um, I think that a lot of Giants fans, I know, you know, we live in New York, so a lot of people I know are Giants fans. Most of you guys are Giants fans. Uh, a lot of people are not happy about Daniel Jones. Um, you know, people having some buyer's remorse. Uh, they're starting to look back and go like, damn, like maybe we shouldn't have taken Daniel Jones. Maybe we should have taken something else and, you know, waited another year. And so there's a lot of down, there's a lot of down talk on, on Daniel Jones right now. And it's, it's for good reason. Um, you know, I personally think that, you know, he had a really big high moment last year when he came in for Eli and, and won that Bucks game, you know, come back by 20 or whatever it was. Like, he was on cloud nine. Everyone's like, this is the guy. He's the franchise QB. Gettleman's a genius. And now you're sitting here watching him week after week, and he's just not progressing. He's looking bad. And you're kind of just like, maybe he isn't the franchise quarterback. So I... Like I said, the Sola, I I would rather have empty bench slot than a Giants player on my roster, and you know that's looking more and more true. 
Uh, I will say that their defense, uh, Joe Judge, has got their defense looking like top five. Uh, I mean, as of last week. So, you know, there is upside to the Giants team, but on the offensive side of the ball, I would stay away as far as possible. It's like Evan Ingram, though. Well, the big. Oh, maybe you guys could work something out. The, the biggest thing right now, it seems, is that their line's still not improving. There's no Saquon back there. Um, right now, they're grading Andrew Thomas, um, the, t- the rookie t- uh, tackle that they took, is grading out as one of the worst uh, tackles right now. So this <laughs> might be deja vu all over again with Eric Flowers. Uh- as you do always, you have a nice segment at the end. Uh, I'll let you take it away here. All right. Uh, so we'll start with you, Gibbs. Uh, looking at your team, I mean, I'm going to go with the obvious pick because, honestly, I think it's going to be a big shootout. It's going to be the Minnesota-Seattle game. So I think Justin Jefferson, I think he's going to have another monster game. I think he's going to go 100 yards and a touchdown at least would be my guess. But, uh, you know, like I said, it'll be a shootout. I think he'll put up a lot of points for you. I'm hoping for that. Yeah, I think I think so, too. I think he's going to take advantage of that. I like that. That's secondary in Seattle. Let's move on to Lou. Lou, I think uh, I'm going to avoid your Giants players. I'm not even going to put them in the conversation. Wow. Um, <laughs> I think I think Michael Thomas balls out. I think that the Saints are going to want to get him back into action as soon as possible. So I think they're going to try and force feed him on some drives. And the player that Michael Thomas is, uh, he's going to he's going to want to take those every catch to the house. And I think so. I think he's. I think he's going to have a two-touchdown game yardage. I'd say, like, 70 yards. Maybe, like, seven catches and, like, two touchdowns. That's my that's my prediction for you. Nick, uh, Nick, no concern that they might rest him uh, this extra week heading into the bye next week and uh, just, just start him sure. after uh, the bye? Yo, Lou, Nick is trying to hurt your feelings, man. That that shit ain't going to happen. <laughs> no, nah, it is. All right, Dan. All right, Steven. All right. <laughs> I ain't trying to hurt nobody's feelings. I'm trying to tell the truth, you know. You're getting his hopes up, man. Uh, Al, you know what? Like, Ronald Jones may be your best play of the week. No, actually. I actually think that uh, – I think Jerry Judy, um, after having a full another week of working with Brett Rippin, uh, I think that he's going to have a good week. I think he's going to do really well. I think Gilmore is out for the Patriots, so I think ripping to Judy is going to be a nice connection for you this week. I'd say you're probably looking at 20 points from him. I, I can't give you numbers, but we'll say 20 points. Bold. And then Steven... Bold. What's your bold take? <clears throat> give me something good. Talk to me about Key Higgins. What's my bold take? It's not really a bold take, but I think that... I, I, I think that... T. Higgins could be – I think it's between T. Higgins and Waller for you. I think they're both going to be down big. I think the Ravens are going to destroy the, the Bengals, and I think the Raiders are going to get destroyed by the Chiefs. So I think both are going to be garbage time, but both I think are going to get a lot of targets, a lot of yards, and probably a touchdown. Waller Waller more likely to get the touchdown than Higgins, but yardage-wise they're both going to get catches and yards because they're going to be behind big time. All right. So – I think those are your two your two best best odds to have right. huge weeks. Uh, my bold take, if you want a bold take, then Steven, I think uh, Christian Kirk is going to be your best wide receiver for the week. Against oh the shit! I, I just I just threw up my mouth a little bit. <laughs> no, I like that. You repeat that? <laughs> like that's my bold take. That's a bold take right there. And uh, Nick, uh, you know it's not fair to leave you out of the party. Uh, so quickly looking at your team, you know what? I think DJ Moore is finally going to have his breakout game for you against Atlanta. I like that. I think um, I think uh, the Panthers are. I think they're a little concerned too. Obviously, Robbie's having a great year, and then you know he's taking that pressure off of DJ Moore and the coaching staff to kind of force feed DJ Moore. But I think they want to get more going. So I think they're going to try. And, this is a perfect matchup to kind of force feed him some balls and um, you know. Get him going. So I think this will be the springboard game. If there is going to be one for DJ Moore, I think it's going to be this. I you see my bold take for my own team. Yeah, you know, Steelers defense is going to lead my scoring. Wow, this week. you're probably going to lose I, then. I think Carson. I think Carson Wentz throws two pick sixes. It's possible. Carson Wentz is trash, right, Steve? 
Yes. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, so, any last, any last words? Uh, any last takes? No. I'm probably going to be three and two nope. after this week. So. That's that. Now, if there was ever a bold take, that's the. Bold take. I put a guarantee on that, I'm going to win. I'm going to push it, uh, pull in Chris's face, and you know, next person after that. That's right. The battle of the Haitians. All right. So. Go, you got any words for Chris besides that you're going to be three and two? Who, who's your biggest player you think is going to go off against? Michael Thomas. Surprise player would Michael be Thomas. Golden Tate. That's a surprise. Oh, bringing out Golden Tate. But okay. I know I'm going to win, so it doesn't matter how I win. All right, y'all. Well, this is uh, another good episode. Um, if no one else has anything left to say. Uh, Nick, get to Florida safe. Have a good weekend. Uh, Al, I hope you get your first win. Steve, I hope you get your first win. And Lou, I hope uh, I hope Michael Thomas doesn't play. Wow, word? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Damn. Hey, so before before I leave, what about those points? I mean, can I get like 80 points, $80 or, or what's going on? How are you, how are you going to settle win, this? Actually, actually spe- speaking of quick things, Gibbs, are we still running the same backup plan for the Bills uh Bills Titans game. Yep, yep. As as discussed, um, this that that uh, plan is going to be for the rest of the year. So whenever that a situation occurs, if there's a COVID related postponement, um, you could still you could put that player in. The player has to be in your lineup, and you you announce before the Sunday game starts, the Sunday slate of games, so before 1 p.m. Um, who your backup would will be and if they don't play then your backup that you locked in will their points will count all right all right anything else y'all oh good all right y'all good luck this week and uh you know i hope uh hope to get everyone back back on uh the podcast again al hopefully uh you're you're on land long enough to do another podcast again for sure for sure i'll be uh, here for the next six months so let me know. Oh, so we lit. Yeah, we lit. We good. So no more excuses. All right, All right later, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez.